on In Community Conversation with Clayton here on 89.9 The Light. This is Positive Radio. You can call and ask any of our guests any question at any time. 0428 899 899 to text through and to phone through 1300 777 899. Joining me on the line right now is Tom Loby. How are you, Tom? I'm good, thank you, Clayton. How are you, mate? I'm doing really well, thank you. Uh, it's great to Very have a, a chat to you as well because um, for many uh, years and years, I suppose, over the decades now, there's been a bit of a, a stigma that's occurred around people talking about depression uh, and those struggling with mental health. And I'm really pleased that over the last 10 years or so, it started to be a little bit less like that. Um, and you've been quite public about having a chat about your health, mental health issues over the last little while as well. Um, maybe we'll, we'll, I want to sort of dig in a bit more around why you're wanting to share and, and those sorts of things. But especially during this time of the pandemic where people are, are struggling with mental health more and more. Um, wondering if we could sort of hear a bit of your story and, and, and what it was to start us off. Yeah, look, I started out, um, I was probably 19 when I was diagnosed with my mental illness, but um, a few years before that, I had some hard-hitting anxiety. Uh, basically, when I was in school, um, I had a real hard time trying to focus in class and assemblies and you know, sports days and stuff. I was a bit distracted by some of the uh, symptoms of anxiety and obsessive compulsive behaviour. And I didn't really know what was going on. I had a bit of a uh, bit of bit of a struggle there, and then sort of tried to disguise it as best I could. And it wasn't until probably eighteen and a half to nineteen that I actually realised I had something going on. And um, obviously, then things changed from there, and we were able to treat it. But um, ten years on, I'm. Uh, it's fair to say that I've been well for at least 10 years now um, and I've really been able to enjoy life and utilise what I've uh, learned in that time to actually put a positive message out there and, and share my story as much as I can to, to youth and young adults and, of course, to people of, you know who are of the older generation as well who don't so much talk about it as much. So it's great. Yeah. Um, look, for me, it was uh, just close to getting on to about 20 years ago now when I had my real massive struggle. Uh, I was away from home. I had um, was living and working um, in South Australia and, and working really, really hard. I was actually in radio doing the brekkie show and still working all at night and doing a whole lot of various things. And um, and it took a, a whole host of others to, to really recognise and understand that I was um, pretty, pretty much down in the depths of depression as well. Um, and so mm. for me, this is something that, uh, you know, I, I'm whether you know obviously different mental health struggles everyone has different different places and different moments that they mm. struggle with but um, to be able to talk about it to be able to actually uh, share something about it carries so much power i think for the person who's gone through it but also for those who are, are listening have have you found that for yourself as well i've found it, it carries a lot of weight being able to sort of release it and it's almost like you're, you're letting go um you you basically by sharing you've 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 kind of um got rid of some of that exhaustion of having to deal with it on your own and you're actually got a chance for people to help look out for look look out for you instead of you just looking out for yourself if that makes sense yeah absolutely and i think that's a big part of what it is as we go forward um so here you are you you know you've been pretty open and upfront about these sorts of things and you've been talking about it now for for quite a while um from my perspective i know that it took me many many years and, and those moments even now are sort of from quite a way away, sort of in the midst, I can see, oh, hold on, am I about to be a, a bit of a mental attack here? Is it something for you as well that is a, a constant that you need to be just aware of as you go through life? 
Yeah, look, there's, there's some warning signs. Um, there's not always warning signs, though. Sometimes it comes on a little bit randomly, but more often than not, I'm able to prepare for it and actually fight it quite well. Um, I've got a lot of strategies in place which have really helped me get through over the years and still help me day to day because the fact is I've got schizophrenia and hear voices every day no matter what. Um, the medication doesn't have a full hold, so it's very important that I um, I do you know adhere to those strategies quite closely as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 0428 899 899 if you want to send a text in about uh, anything or any question for any of our, uh, our guests tonight 0428 899 899 we have got our, our first one come through Tom someone says a question yep. for Tom regarding mental health and identity for them they say sometimes it becomes quite confusing they feel like they're another person um, you, sort of a bit of what you were talking about there um, the word identity and understanding your own identity and who you really are, has that been a journey for you? Yeah, it has. It, it took me a few years before I sort of had, you know, enough respect for myself to, to, to have an illness and be Tom at the same time. I felt like the illness sort of took over a little bit for a few years there. Um, it, it basically um, was, was a strong illness at first. Um, it was quite intense until medication took hold and it did take me some time to be confident in myself, as I said, and, and recognise that, okay, you know, you can still be Tom and have an illness. It's okay to be both. You know, you, you're not one or the other. You can be both. So, you know, I kind of opened up to that idea probably three, four years in when I started to become a bit more well and um, and started to get back to work and, you know, social activities and really focus on um, on community. And community's been a huge thing for me, uh, being, being, being in amongst church and sporting clubs and, all sorts of, you know, different workplaces and, and, and schools and stuff, which really help, you know, build up some good wellbeing and, and help me help me to think more clearly and, and, and believe in myself. So, yeah, it's been been a bit of a journey in that respect. didn't come straight away, but um, I feel like I've got a pretty strong version of who I am now. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation with Tom in just a couple of minutes' time. You can text through 0428 899 899. Any question you might have or one three hundred triple seven eight double nine to ask your question. We're going to explore a bit more of what Tom just shared there as well uh, around faith and the importance of faith for him. Uh, how has that helped him as he's gone through his journey? We are building up to this idea of uh, what you can do in the midst of this. If you have someone uh, who's a friend or maybe yourself who's struggling during this time, we're going to be talking about some tools and tips as well a bit later on here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. This is 89.9 The Light uh, Positive Radio. You're in community conversation with Clayton and you can phone through any question for any of our guests, one 877 You can text through as well, 0428 899 And uh, Tom Loby is my special guest. We're talking about mental health today and uh, the, the stresses, the strains, the work that Tom has put in as he's been sharing his story as well. And uh, Tom, a, a little moment ago, uh, you sort of mentioned that, you know, part of church life is an important one for you too. We're getting some texts through. Someone says, look, for, for them, meditating on scripture actually helps them with voices in their head as well and, and helps them focus around that. Uh, tell us a bit of, of your faith journey and how that certainly helps you. Yeah, interestingly enough, Clayton, I actually became a Christian within two or three months of being diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made a commitment to Jesus for the rest of my life at that very young age of 19. And uh, since then, I've had a real chance to um, to be able to flourish because God's really been on my side from then on. And he, he always has been, but actually recognized it. And um, it's changed my life. I feel like 
that the fact that I became a Christian really enhanced things like church. Like before that, I was just sort of going along with the family and stuff and, you know, taking part, but it wasn't as organic as what it's become since then in you knowing Christ fully. Um, it's been a real, real blessing to me and it's really helped me get through some of the difficult moments in, you know, throughout a day or throughout an evening, whenever voices sort of come on, it's great knowing you can release it to the, to the father and, um, and let him, let him, you know, help you through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get, huge. Yeah, it's great to hear, isn't it, that it's uh, – I think one of the things we often talk about here, and we understand that there's a whole lot of people who have a faith understanding of, you know, following Jesus in their life, a, a relationship with him, and a whole lot who don't, and they all listen to this radio station. But yep. um, as we go through that, I think the great thing is that, you know, it doesn't make everything perfect straight away just by being a Christian. It's not sort of this perfect thing, and it's all just, just you know, bells and whistles from there. But it's certainly – um, is this integral part of actually being able to a cope with life and and moving from just surviving to thriving as we go forward, even with some of the challenges that come along? I think I think that's a really good point, Clayton. The thing about mental health is there's no instant gratification. Um, it does take time to sort of get some results in terms of being on you know medication and actually having what you call a, a good impact. Um, it does take time, and I know. I became a Christian early in the peace of my illness, but it took a few years before I reached that point that I actually had a, a good enough quality of life to, to actually be out of work and play sport and stuff. It did take time. So you're right, there is, there's no sort of instant fix, but it does help a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever had anyone sort of question a little bit, oh, is that sort of just a bit of a crutch that you're relying on in faith to get through in this way? Have you had those discussions ever? I haven't had a huge amount of them. I mean, some people sort of say, "Look, who, who's God? You know, what's 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 He got to do with it?" And you know, that's been a bit a bit strange and a bit tough to deal with. But at the end of the day, you know, once you delve into the Word, it, it really does speak true. So yeah. you sort of defend it by by saying that, you know, yeah, talking about His Word. Exactly. Zero four two eight eight double nine eight double nine. We've got another text through. Hey guys, tell Tom this is Walsh. He'll he'll know who I am. I've heard his story yep. plenty of times. He's a true inspiration with what he's gone through. It takes a lot of courage to be able to tell his and his family's story the way he does. Um, I, I love people, you know, encouraging you even from, uh, as they're listening <laughs> to, uh, Tom. Let's actually just focus on that courage part there that Walsh yep. talked about. Um, yep. Does it require more and more courage each time to talk about it? Does it become easier? Is it something that you sort of, um, you know, have to gear yourself up for? Because this is some really personal stuff that you're sharing and it's you know it's not just with me it's with everybody listening as well at the moment look i'm going to be perfectly honest and that is that it does take a lot of gearing up i think it's a good way of putting it it always takes a bit of energy to to you know to get to that point where you can share it in such a positive manner um but then the the ripple effect the joy that comes from it afterwards and the responses you get from the people that hear it you know it really does outweigh the challenge that is actually you know being able to have that strength to share it um the strength only gets stronger as I go on, I suppose. Um, the more times I do it, the more belief I have in myself. But it's still an effort, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's because it's so dear to me, you know, it's so close to my heart. So it's yeah. real raw, you know. A yeah. Absolutely. I I'm guessing there's a, a fair few stories of people who, because you've shared, have actually found that courage, that, that um, you know, determination, uh, maybe even the inspiration to keep going. Have you had that those moments? I'm, I'm guessing you must have. I have, yeah. I've I've had a few moments like that. There's a few people within my uh, my college environment. I study at TAFE doing my diploma of horticulture, and um, there's quite a few people there that I've actually been able to share my story with, and they've from that learnt that you know it's okay to 
to be open and honest about stuff and you know i can survive in this sort of this environment because someone like tom who's doing it probably slightly more tough than me can survive so it sort of opened the door for them as well to get through their own mental health challenges too so yeah it's pretty pretty cool that ripple effect that it has yeah yeah uh, thank you for everyone sending those uh, text questions through. We're going to get to all of those in a couple of moments. There's a, a few more that we're uh, asking some really specific questions for hints and some tips, and we're going to do that uh, after our next song, but you can ask those questions as well, 0428 899 899. Just before we get there, uh, Tom, I, I realise as I do, you know, a little bit of you know online stalking of you before the interview as we go through uh that there's this phrase um that you use quite a bit called creating authentic conversation um yep. and it sort of just pops up uh round about wherever you're, you're around and whatever your your presence is online mm. talk to us a bit about that and why that's so important for you well i've actually you know transformed being able to talk about my illness into a, a little bit of a, a platform business wise um and been able to talk in different environments such as schools and, and workplaces and um, obviously, you know, colleges and just, you know, places of health and, you know, different functions and stuff. So it's been really good that I've had that opportunity. I basically realised and recognised that God sort of gave me the gift to be able to communicate and that from that gift of communication, I've been able to use it to help people and, and keep that authentic conversation going on with that authenticity. You know, it's really been a huge, um, a huge benefit to me, but more so to other people. So, the more authentic I can continue this conversation, the more people are going to open up and actually share their own stories and their own struggles, and it's going to help a lot of people. So for me, it's it's not about myself at all. It's about the, the bigger picture and, and actually aiding other people through their challenges. So, yeah, it's pretty huge. Yep. Excellent stuff. Look, we've got more texts coming through, as we said, and every one of them we're getting to. Uh, if you have texted through, uh, Tom will be answering your questions next. You can as well, 0428 899 899. Any question you'd like to ask of Tom, I'm pretty sure you're open to talk about um, the the yep. you know the mental processes that you need to go through, Tom, the, mm. the, the day-to-day things you have to work through. Uh, Tom's a pretty open book, so happy to answer any of those. 0428 Absolutely. 899 899 is the text message uh, number. 0428 899 899. Back with Tom next. In conversation with Clayton. This is Positive Radio on 89.9 The Lights. You're in community conversation with Clayton. And uh, Tom Loby is my special guest. Uh, Tom, we thank you again for sharing uh, so much of your journey tonight uh, about the, the mental health battles that you go on, the, the journey that you go on, the overcoming and the sharing that you've been a part of. Um, you ready to answer a few questions that people have sent through? Absolutely, mate. All right, here we go. Well, the first question uh, we've got is um, somebody asked, oh, hold on, now I'm pressing all the wrong buttons. This is not doing too well. Uh, here we go. First question regarding mental health for Tom. If someone is an introvert and suffering from depression and, and anxiety, how do you approach or support that person? And also the reverse role, how does someone begin to talk about their subject or their struggles when there might be that fear of judgment in the back of their mind? Well, I would say with an introvert, the biggest thing is being present. So if an introvert's got depression and they're living at home with their family or a friend or anything like that, I would hope they're not on their own. But um, if they aren't, the best thing is just being around and, and being in that moment with them, not saying much, not doing much, just just sort of giving them a hug or, you know, or a, a, a bit of a, a bit of love really, like as, as much as possible. Um, I've had some experience in the family with uh, different illness to mine. I'm in depression. Um, and that's what I've done to help that person that's quite introverted um, and that's meant the most to them. So I would suggest just 
as much as possible being being in the moment with them and actually just being by their side if, if you can offer that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone else texting through, uh, Stephen, in fact, saying, Hi, Clayton, what's a good source for help for a similar illness to yours, Tom? So uh, specifically asking uh, for a bit of help for someone who might be having something similar that you've gone through, Tom. Yeah, look, it really it's highly dependent on your age. If it's if it's youth, you can get a lot of uh, good services out there. I had a caseworker for five years or so where they just sort of, you know, sat down with me on a week-to-week basis and, and went over some strategies and talked me through some techniques that would actually help me into the, the future, which I still use now. Um, they've still been able to aid me through, you know, if I have a tough day. So if you're younger, there's definitely a lot more services. If you're a bit older, there's still services um, out there and it's really important that you do gain access to them. I highly recommend it. If anyone's feeling, you know, a bit like, oh, I don't know if I can handle that or I don't I don't want to, well, I highly recommend it. As I said, I really suggest that you do take up on it. I didn't want to to begin with. Uh, when I first started out with the casework, I was against it and didn't like it. But, you know, in time, that relationship built really strongly and it's really changed my life. So I would definitely, definitely recommend that you do access the care that is available out there. There's a lot of funding for it, as we know, especially in this time currently. So mm. please utilise it because it's there to help. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about mental health, schizophrenia uh, uh, there as well. And a question for you, Tom, also that's coming through, and I suppose it's a similar question to what was asked, but maybe more practically about for you right here and right now, what's the best strategy that you are finding to cope with your mental illness right now? Well, at present, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie, it's quite quite challenging for, for a lot of people, but um, for me it's been quite hard in this last week having not been able to do my gardening day today, which I've been able to do for the whole year so far um, and some of the things I've had to do is sort of just regroup and um, and actually realise okay well I'm in a similar boat to everyone else so not single myself out but actually respect that I am a bit stuck not being able to work but that doesn't mean that I can't still do things so the other night I couldn't sleep and I thought well, well I'll get a bit creative and I decided to bake I mean I had an epic failure I cooked <laughs> biscuits that turned out like cakes but um, you know it was still giving it a crack and actually just getting your hands in something that, you know, you can practice sort of mindfulness, I suppose, and actually meditate on what you're doing. So for me, distraction has been one of the biggest things right the way throughout my illness and in particular through, through now, like you you mentioned earlier, Clay, that um, you said, do you have to gear up for this sort of thing where you talk about, you know, mental health? And yes, I do, but I have to gear up to each day and I've been gearing up today just to, just to get through. So I've distracted myself outside and been in the open in the fresh air and done some gardening which I love to do so you know it's just about distracting yourself as best as possible from what's going on and Mm. one one thing I will say is I was given some great advice at the start of this pandemic and that was that you don't have to tune in to absolutely everything that's on the radio or you know on the news on tv or any other forms of media you actually have a chance to say okay this is too much right now I don't want to hear all that I don't want to listen to it all and you know you can you can basically tune out where where you want you know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's down to you. You don't have to tune into everything. So yeah, exactly that's what right. I've done. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I think that's some great advice for everybody, uh, no matter what position you find yourself in. Uh, Peter from Geelong, thank you. You've been holding for a, a little while. We appreciate that. Uh, you're on with Tom uh, at the moment as well. What would you like to share? G'day, guys. Um, money. Um, I think um, what's wrong today is everyone lives above what they are really earning. Um, <clears throat> for instance, I moved to Melbourne at a period of my life and I was adamant I wanted to be in a good suburb. And um, I ended up 
um, being in a little squashy one-bedroom um, flat, and yeah. it was okay. But I've noticed just what I've read in the paper and what I hear on other talkback shows is a lot of people, what do they call it, the, the smashed avocado for breakfast at the local whatever it is restaurant. People yeah. are going out to buy breakfast, which I can't ever, ever understand. <laughs> people are living in areas that they shouldn't be living in, yeah. say, if they've gone to Melbourne, let's say South Yarra. People need to take life in gentle steps and only live and, and pay for things that they can afford within their means because before they know it, they'll be saving money and then they'll be able to get themselves a good house down the track. So, so you're, you're thinking, Peter, that, that maybe some of that stress is causing some of that mental health uh, problems that, that many go through as well. Is that what you're thinking? Well, I, I went through it because I had a farm yeah. and I'd get up and go out to work and after 10 minutes I couldn't do any work. Mm. And I went to the doctor and she just said, oh, you've got depression. Mm. And Gee. I said, oh, have I? Just like that. She said, yeah, you're like all farmers. You just want to get up and work. But what's overhanging was the mortgage on the farm and the bank. Mm. And maybe I took on too much. But, um, oh, look, I understand what you're saying. For for what it's worth, Peter, I, look, I, it hasn't been easy for me financially living with an illness either. I mean, I haven't been able to work full time ever since I was diagnosed, and it's been it's been very difficult. Um, you know, in the early years there, and now I'm in a, a reasonable position, which is good. I've had a bit of help along the way, and it is tough. I agree. It's it's one of the more prevalent issues in society, especially today, when a lot of people have lost their jobs due to COVID-19 and they're finding themselves stuck in a place that they never thought they'd be in. So, yeah, it is challenging. You're right. And yeah. I thank you for opening up about that, Peter. That's yeah, um, absolutely. very good of you to share, mate. Yeah. yeah. Good on you, Peter. Thank you so much. Um, Thanks, Pete. We, we've got a, a few more texts coming through as well. Um, someone's just texted through saying, uh, who's your biggest support person and what do you appreciate most about their support, Tom? My biggest support person. Mm, and well, I, I quite I would, like the, what you appreciate about them. That's good too. I would have to say, well, number one's God, but um, God actually puts a lot of people in your life and my mother is probably my number one support, I reckon. Yep. She, like, early in the piece of the illness, she's been along to all the appointments and stuff with different, you know, people of care um, and I wouldn't have been able to get through that alone on my own and, yeah. and she still does that today at times but she's also allowed me to have enough independence as well where I need it. So I'm able to live on my own now and I've got, got a house to live in, which is cool. But um, she's really, you know, watched over me from a very young age, um, but even more so since illness came on. So yeah. very grateful for that and very appreciative, as you said, Clay. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's changed my life because she's been on my side right from the get-go. And the, the biggest the biggest thing, Clay, in um, in mental health is, is you can lose trust, and especially with my illness and, I never lost trust in my own mother because I knew, you know, she was going to watch over me like she always had. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really yeah. interesting, uh, you know, uh, for me, obviously, it hasn't been something that's uh, uh, I live with daily, but as I shared at the start, it was my mum as well yeah. who really sort of said, look, you're coming home, let, let's take you home <laughs> um, exactly. and we need to be around you. Uh, a few other texts because we're, we're running out of time, but somebody's uh, more just a statement saying, look, not letting people label me has been really helpful for them. Um, someone else asking, how do I stop getting annoyed with others? Uh, that's a big question right there, Tom, but over to you. That, uh, <laughs> that, that sounds to me like a patience thing. And uh, look, I understand where they're coming from there. I mean, I, I, I tend to get a bit frustrated too because of some of the voices that come my way. They tend to make me 
you know, think in a certain manner. And I suppose the biggest tip I've got there is to do your utmost to shift gears and actually, you know, potentially change the environment you're in. So if you're, if you're annoyed at, you know, your brother and, and he's right beside you, I'll maybe go for a walk down the street and chat to someone there and, you know, just get away from it as much as you can because otherwise it'll only continue to frustrate you more and things will just get worse. So shifting shifting environment and changing gears is the biggest one for that, I think. But it is hard not to get frustrated, I agree. Yeah. understand where they're coming from for sure. Yeah. I know you, you talked before about being distracted, but my sense is that's more sort of what you talked about distracted and then there is, is the same thing. It's not sort of just distracting yourself so you're not thinking about it. It's actually distracting yourself so you're now focusing on something else. Is, is that a fair summary of what we're talking about? That's, that's a great summary, Clayton. Beautifully yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. Someone else has uh, sent through and said, look, a bit of background story on me during the whole of my high school years and post-graduation, I never opened up about my personal struggles to friends or anyone and it took a toll on me and it resulted in multiple hospital admissions, missed months from school. I don't want anyone to struggle like I have. I want to encourage and be proactive for others in the future. I just want to say thank you so much for, we don't have a name, but thank you for being brave enough to send that through. That's huge. Um, oh, look, know, I really admire that. I've yeah. got a lot of respect for that individual. That's yeah. Uh, absolutely we just want to honor you in that and and, you know good on you keep doing that uh with the the safe places and the safe people and um you know not everyone has to be like tom and and on the radio talking about it but it is important to have those people around you as well uh we might finish on this one tom uh it's from gig who we absolutely love here she said tom you're one of my favorite humans you've always been a powerful conversationalist your life and story are incredible healing for many i love how brightly you shine it's from Gig, uh, and for somehow That's I didn't awesome. even know that our system could take a emojis, but it's, it, I think it's a unicorn, I think, is what she's saying. Fantastic. Gig, Gig is very, very, very dear to me. She helped me a lot in my youth. I've got a learning degree, and she helped get me through intellectually in, in the early years there. So thank you, Gig. I really appreciate it, and I love what you share week to week on a pretty much daily basis through, through 89.9 a lot. So keep up the good work, you. Yeah, she certainly does. She's uh, really a, a part of the family. Tom, thank you so much. Uh, my sense is I, I don't think this is the last time we're going to have you on to, to have a chat if you're up for that at some later stage. But absolutely uh, appreciate you talking it through. This is such a big issue for so many at the moment. And while no one has exactly the same experience as anyone else, we've appreciated you sharing, appreciated you giving that encouragement. And I, I hope if you're listening right now, if you're maybe struggling with mental illness in some way or there's a friend or a family member who is, that this has given you a bit of hope, given you a bit of that uh, that forward direction um, and some ideas. Can we encourage you to call the care line if you want to talk more, have a chat more, maybe find out a bit more about Jesus as Tom was talking about or, or just be connected in with someone else with some of the health services. Uh, they are available right now, 9583 2273, 9583 CARE, if you use the letter pad. Tom, thank you again for your time, mate. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Clayton. It's been great to chat and I look forward to hearing you throughout the rest of the year.